Jesus is the way, He's the truth, and He's the life. Today on Better Together, Christine Kane, Holly Wagner, Jenny Lesko, Zai Chandler, and Havila Cunnington talk about what happens when we submit our desires to God and glorify Him in everything we say and do. Come on, let's talk about it. So a few years ago, I went through this um, cancer, and uh, then there was a real financial loss, the death of someone close to me, and uh, then and watching my daughter make a really horrible decision, mm-hmm. and then and then just a, uh, a genuine betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that you thought should know better, and like a genuine betrayal. Yeah. So that's what I was in the middle of. I learned that, right, we all know this, that we're a three-part being, right? We're a body, we're a soul and a spirit, right? Well, what I have learned is that the body, right, almost always, and and we get three votes for everything, right? And the body Mm. almost always votes the flesh, Mm. (laughs) right? The spirit always votes the way of God. Right. Mm but the body almost never does, right? Mm-hmm. And the soul is the, the swing boat. Wow. Mm. Right, the soul is the swing boat. So where your soul is wow. and the health of your soul is where it'll, you'll go. Wow. And so, so wow. in this season, I found myself, my soul was not good. And so it was not voting the way of God, right? The spirit goes, yeah, hey, God, but my flesh was wanting to yep. say things I shouldn't say right? To do things I shouldn't do to withdraw. And I'm not a withdrawing person. Mm. I'm not an isolated person. And so my, my flesh was going there and my soul, because it wasn't well, was going there too. It was like, you know, just, Oh, eat that, drink that, just do whatever, do what feels good. Mm. You know, say that hurtful thing. After all, you've been in the middle of this really hard season. You have totally the right to do that. Right. right? Um, I was not submitting to the Holy spirit. Mm. Right, I was not yielding my life to the one who gave his life for me. I wasn't. To and I and I knew. It's funny. I was. I remember sitting on the couch in the middle of all this, and um, my husband was still a Christian, but I was like really wrestling. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. It's good to have one in the marriage, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, and, and you know, it's you're bad s- if you both go through it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, one of us to be. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Huh. And. Um, but I remember getting this picture. Right? So sitting on the couch and I got this picture of who this woman would become. Wow. Right? I just feel, and I, I saw this picture of who she would become and this bitter, angry, troubled, not good person. And so I had to make this decision in, in that moment. And it wasn't just like a one-time decision. So I had to make it a few times, like mm. every day, you get, I'm going to, yield my life to him. So that means I have to yield my tongue, which honestly, that's probably the hardest thing for me to submit to God is my mouth mm-hmm. because I just feel I have the right to say things. Right. Right. And so I think in that moment for me, it was just like that today I'm going to submit my life again mm-hmm. to God. I'm going to submit it again to the spirit of God so that I'll see the fruit of that. Mm-hmm. Christianity is a faith about submitting our life unto God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it, we're supposed to put our lives on an altar for him. But I kept getting off the altar. Right, because it's hot. It's hot on the altar. Yeah. Burn, burn hap- burning happens on yeah. the altar. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. And I think for me, 
um, when I feel like hurt, when I feel, um, usually it's with a person of some, of whether it's my husband or a friend or someone in the church or whatever, usually it's a frustration or it's a, I can't believe this, they would say this or this would happen. And it's those feelings that like, you know, the rise up inside you and that anger or whatever it is. And that I feel like is one of the harder things for me to, to submit to God because you just, you kind of want to just hold on to it because it's kind of, there is a comfort in, in feeling those things and feeling like you're the victim and feeling like you've been wronged and feeling like, um, people are against you. Like I, I'm just going to hold on to this, but there's, um, such strength in giving that to God. But like you said, it's a daily and sometimes a moment by moment thing. You're talking about daily. I'm like, it was moment (laughs) by moment. Like in this second, I give it to you. To daily submit to God, in my life anyways, looks like every day just saying, God, I need you. And kind of that realization, like when you wake up in the morning, I know for me, like I just want to stay in bed, to be quite honest. I, I just want to be in my cozy. I love my bed. I love my bed so much. It's so cozy. But to wake up in the morning and to say, God, I can't face this day without you. I need you. I surrender to you. Fill me. And that's even just before I get out of bed because I know that if I just immediately am like, God, I need you, then I know that that will propel me into the day. And obviously I spend time with the Lord and spend time in His Word and um, and spend time um, just being quiet. But that that's usually the first thing in the morning that propels me into my day is just usually a, a grunt of sorts of, I, yeah, God, I just need you because I don't want to get out of bed, but I know you've called me to this day and I know that you have a plan and a purpose for me today. My husband's mom, she was battling cancer for 13 years, but she would still worship God Mm. and she would still be with the kids and she would still have joy. But mind you, cancer came back three times. And so this woman, I'd never met a woman like that ever Mm. in my life that just loved the Lord so much, though her body was truly being wasted. And I'm not going to cry, but this woman is just so amazing. And I said, how do you do that? Yeah. Mm. I'm new in my faith. And I'm like, how do you? She said, it's a moment by moment thing. Yeah. I can't think about the rest of my life. I don't know how many days I have. Mm. I can't think about the day. I can't even think sometimes think about the hour. For this moment as I'm, my body is being gripped with pain, I'm just going to trust God. Gosh. Like, Because all I know is this moment. I know him who's bigger than the moment, but Mm. all I know right now is this moment and I'm going to exhale and I'm going to trust God. And for me, that was the most encouraging thing ever. I'm like, because I can't think about the rest of my life right now because this this betrayal or this hurt is just so deep. Mm. But I can think about the moment and I can't think about this exhale that I can give to God. And that's where I'm going to submit to his peace and to his joy. And so I think that was probably the biggest thing that I learned early on in my faith. And it just made everything else, I don't say easier. Someone who's dealing with cancer is telling me that. Right. Right. (laughs) It's true. Right. It's very true. Yeah. I was thinking, um, I, I think I remember going through a really tough time 
kind of like in in the sense where we had gone through the recession, mm. we lost our house, we lost our job, mm. we had the four babies. My littlest was three months old. Gosh. And at nineteen, I told God, I surrender. Like seventeen was like the big yes, but nineteen is when I went into ministry and then yeah. cleaned houses on the side to pay for the money to go minister. Mm. And and at ni- at nineteen, I was supposed to go to something called YWAM, which was a DTS, you know, training, whatever. And at that same year, my parents decided to start a church. And I remember the Hmm. Holy Spirit saying to me, your parents have sowed into you for 19 years. I want you to sow back into your parents. Wow. So I remember making a decision. I emailed the the base back and said, I'm not coming. We're going to be here. We're going to plant a church. And then fast forward, I'm now 15 years in and I'm getting fired from this church because we just financially can't stay on and we're losing everything. And I'm thinking, I have no backup plan. Like my plan was to, you told me, God, to to sow my youth Mm. into the space to grow the church that's now letting us go when it's deep recession and I have four babies and I don't have a backup plan and I don't have a savings account because we are ministry people. Like we don't, we give, we give 50% of our income at this point. And, you know, we lived off wick. That was our season. And, um, I remember I was on a bike ride and I had my couple of my kids in the back, like one of those bike trailers. And I'm like, I'm riding and I'm crying, you know, like this is really hard. And I'm just, I knew that if I didn't, I would just explode. And so I'm riding and I said, God, I, he goes, hey, do you trust me? And I said, of course I trust you. Like, duh, I've been here since I was 19, but kind of sarcastic and just kind of like, yeah, yeah. we're really going to have this conversation right now. And he goes, I, he goes, I, he goes, do you trust me? I go, yeah, I, I trust you, but you know, I, I, I want to trust you. And he goes, well, how about a true trust is believing that my intentions toward you are always good. Mm-hmm. And it was like this realization that deep at my core, I wondered if his motive was really good to mm-hmm. me. Like deep down, I wondered if he was the good parent, but not the best parent, or if he was like the happy parent, but not the parent that was okay with my, the time I couldn't show up or didn't happen or didn't, you know, make it. And I remember just that vulnerability of like knowing that deep down, I, I knew I could trust him when I was doing the right things, when life was working. But could I really trust that even if I was going to go through hell, that I was going to get heaven, that it was going to be worth it. And I... That has never left me. And I feel like I've gone through many other seasons, but every time I feel that I'm I'm faced with submitting to him, I go back to his intention. What is his intention towards me? So if he's saying no, yeah. then there's a reason. If he's yeah. saying yes, then there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to know why, how, or where, but I do know at the core of this thing he's telling me to do is, is based in intention of good toward me. And you'll see that in scripture, like all the time, people that were used of God, there was a moment in the story where they had to sacrifice, whether it was their life, whether it was what they wanted to do with their life, whether it was to step out in faith, to walk on the water, they were doing something that really required them to, in faith, move, in faith, step out. And so... We often don't think about like, what does it mean to be a living sacrifice? It just sounds a little dark, (laughs) but if you know any kind of biblical history, you'll understand that really being a sacrifice is really to atone, to create life, to make what was wrong right. And so we become living sacrifices where the Holy Spirit comes and we are able to be a vessel for Him on the earth. And so when I understand that my life is not just about me, it's not just about Havila happening and Havila getting what she wants, 
but that there's a big story and that I get to come into that story and happen. And sometimes I'm going to play a really small role, right? I'm not going to have a lot of screen time. It means I might have four kids at home and I'm doing homework and I'm doing routine. And sometimes I play a big role, right? And I'm, I'm doing things where I'm touching a lot of other people, maybe, maybe outwardly, right? But ultimately, I'm a part of that story, whether it feels big or it feels small, because obviously in the kingdom, all of it's big to him. But what it feels like for me might feel really small or really big. Ultimately, it's me submitting to the story of God and deciding that I'm going to participate in that story no matter what and allowing him to come and have his way in my life and do what he wants and to say what he wants him to say, to do what he wants me to do, to act when he wants me to act, to stop when he wants me to stop, to be led by the Spirit in my everyday life. And I notice as I travel and preach and I listen to people and I'm like, you know, our job is to submit to the Scripture. Our job is to submit to the Lordship of Christ. Yeah. It's He is. It, he died for my sins. I didn't die for His, you know, like yeah, last yeah. I checked. Is that, that that's <laughs> the, the whole mm-hmm. order? But there seems to be, I think just even culturally, this kind of antithesis yeah, to is. the whole concept of submission, even to a God, a supreme God that desire, desires your life, that, you know, what is it to follow Jesus? Deny yourself. Yeah. Take up your cross and follow me. That's what Jesus says. If anyone would follow me, you must yep. deny yourself. Right. This this would be called um, just basic discipleship 101. Yep. Deny yourself, right. take up your cross, follow Jesus. Uh-huh. Try saying that to a generation now that this is what, when everything is like gratify yourself, satisfy yourself, yes. please yourself. Yeah. Yes. Um, don't take up any cross <laughs> and follow yeah. my desires. And if you and suffer for 10 minutes, that must be wrong. Something must be wrong. And wrong. Jesus would Warfare. not want me to suffer yeah. or be in pain or be. Right. Now, the flip side of that, and I think when I look at it culturally, um, you know, we look at there's a generation, I look at my own daughter's generation. I'm thinking of a conversation I had um, with my 20-year-old, 16-year-old, and they had a 19-year-old friend over. And it was so interesting listening to them. There's a, a particular institution and, you know, just a whole lot has come out about this. And there was um, really wrong stuff like abuse and, um, you know, an abuse of power and sexual right. abuse. And I think one of the good things in this day and age, because I'm looking at my kids navigate this, they're like, this is wrong. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Yeah, this yeah. is wrong. Whether yeah. it's in, uh, you know, media, whether it's in Hollywood, whether so it's true. in the church world, whatever right. it is, abuse of power, any sort of, um, you know, using people for your own gain is so not Jesus. Right had a towel. Right. He wiped people, yeah. washed people's feet. He said, this yeah. is what leadership is. This is right. what servanthood is. But I, I watched my kids and their conversation and I thought, whoa, this is a generation that really doesn't trust institutions yes. and really, mm-hmm. and for good reason, there's a lot. But as they were going down that road, I thought, oh, there's a dangerous side to this as well, because we could throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. because uh-huh. there is, in order to have any society that's going to mm-hmm. function in any right way, there has to be, has there been um, police abuse and misuse, yes, but I've worked in countries where, like I know in Cambodia where we work with A21 and different countries around the world where there has been corruption and children are being trafficked and it, because there isn't um, any kind of honouring or respect right. of authorities or yeah. right institutions. Or, okay, you yeah. can't just throw yeah, everything yeah. away. Right. Um, is there a place for church? Yes. Is there a place for um, police, is there a place for all these other things? And has there been abuse and misuse? And so people think I shouldn't submit to anything. And I go, whoa, a world yeah. where we have thrown out submission because of a misuse of power or authority um, is a dangerous world. That's, yeah. that's, that's I'm like looking at it's a, no. And it's yeah. the world we're that's living in point. now. And I was just trying to explain yeah. this to my daughters. Yeah. 
and say, look, when God set this up, ultimately our first submission is to Him and you have a world that doesn't even want to yield to God. Connect with us on social media. Like, comment, and share your favorite moments from today. We can't wait for you to join our community. It just means like your your way of doing things, the fleshly desires in you, that has to die to serve a bigger purpose, right? right? Totally. To serve a bigger purpose. And that's, but for me, the only way that I can die to myself, it, there's a pain to it. There just is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a cost to dying yeah. to yourself. And that's what I feel like we have to be careful because you're the baby on the show, but there's a generation you're in younger. They don't want to go through the pain. They don't no. like the, 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 the um, Christian word sanctification, yeah. right? Uh-huh. There's a cost to yes. sanctification. It means yes. giving up things choose, to choose a better way. Uh-huh. But people don't want to do that. No. They just want the end. Yep. Right? Well, it, well, uh, and I look at right. that. I think Jesus himself, I mean, yeah, God incarnate is in Gethsemane saying, is, if there's any other way, w- yeah. would you take this cup from me? Like right. even yeah. himself was like, Really, is there a plan B? And then he said, I think, and really this whole week we're going to talk a lot about this because this is what it comes down to. Um, I think the most missing words, especially in Western Christianity, is nevertheless. Nevertheless. Not my will, but thine be. And I'm thinking Jesus on the night before he died uttered the words that I think we all need regularly to be uttering. Nevertheless, not my will. I think so many times would I still be married if there was not a, Moments of nevertheless, not my will, but thine. Would I have, would I still be doing some of the things that I'm doing? No, there are many times where it's like you, when you were talking, even your initial story about, you know, I'd love to say this. I'd love to tweet this. Oh, I'd love to. Would I not? (laughs) But nevertheless, Nevertheless, not, I have said this, especially the last four or five years Mm -hmm. about so many things is like, nevertheless, not my will. Yeah. And it it really is the idea that we are not, it's not plurality, it's partnership. Right. So it's not everybody gets a vote. It's okay, there's, it's a lordship, yeah. right? Yeah. That's so the, the lordship idea that I am not lord in my life, right. exactly. you get a veto vote God, yeah. in right. my life. You don't want me to date him, you get a veto vote. You don't want me to take right. that job, you get a veto vote. But, but there's, I think deep down, and again, this is probably my optimism, but there was this, um, man that wrote a book. He's actually a professor that has teaches many classes at one of the Ivy League schools. And he talked about four elements of people being happy. Mm-hmm. And he did a, a statistics on it. And he found that there were a couple elements, one of them, one of the four. And this was not a Christian podcast. This was not a Bible believing. Right. Uh, he didn't even state his faith. But he said, in order for people to live a fulfilled and happy life, there has to be worshiping the divine. Wow. No matter what, there has to be a worshiping of the divine. And he talked about that we have to live outside of ourselves. So I think it even goes deeper to the fact that we, we, we want to worship something. Yeah. We're either going to worship him. We're going to worship ourselves. We're going to worship our sexual desire. We're going to worship. But then there's that, the part of like, okay, I'm submitting myself to Christ. He gets the veto vote because like you said, Holly, there is a, I'm a part of a story. I'm not the story. I'm jumping into a story that's going to happen long after I'm gone. And I've jumped into the river of the story and I play a role in that story, but I am not the story. I'm not the beginning. I'm not the end. And honestly, the Bible says that when we get to heaven, 
we will be rewarded for how we live on earth. So there will be rewards to the sacrifice, which I think people don't want to sacrifice also if they think I'm just being tortured. But there's something different when you go, I promise. It's like the girl at the, you know, at the gym who's like, you can lift heavy. And you're like, I can't do this. And they're like, come on, you can do this. I know you can. And when you lift it, you also build confidence. You build clarity. You're like, okay, I did this. So there's also a generation that doesn't have a lot of confidence because they're so afraid of not, of suffering. They don't have that resistance that's building it. So for me, I think I agree. And the more I've been in the Lord, when I feel that resistance, even internally, I'm like, I I tend to lean in and push back. And I feel like that's what submission often does too, is like this, it's like the the devil or the snake in the garden that, that turns God's, you know, statements into questions. It's like all of a sudden he goes, don't do that. And we go, and the enemy goes, do you, do you really, I mean, do you really want to do that? Or you, you know, yeah. you probably could do it and you push back and you go, no, I know his intentions. No, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not leading this life. Yeah, I'm not sure. the one in charge. I'm not the authority of all of this. Like I need a God. I'm not surprised that I cannot figure all this out. I'm Absolutely. a human being. I'm flawed. To the core of who I am, I needed a savior from the very beginning. And any part of my life that was presented that I didn't need a savior, then I mess, I'm messing, I'm missing something. And forgive me if you watching my life shows you that you don't need a savior because I, I am very clear with my own humanity. (laughs) And I think if we as, as women, and I think about this with my kids, I have four kids, teenagers, tweens, and youngers. And I think about what I'm presenting and I'm like, Lord, I want them to understand like, I'm still a sinner saved by grace. Like I'm a saint as well. I mean, I know that there's there's a lot of ideas around that, but I am somebody who is in need of a savior for the every day of my life. And I want my kids to know that. And I, yeah, so I just always tell my kids, I'm. this is not a plurality. I'm in a partnership with the Lord. <laughs> I am not the Lord. Our culture is constantly telling us to, you know, make yourself happy. We need to self-actualize. We need to self-realize. We need to, you know, self-reflect. Everything is about self, self, self. Now, the Christian gospel is all about dying to self and surrendering to the plan and the will and the purpose of God. Now, you will only do that if you believe that your God is good and that your God does good and that He's going to work all things together for your good and for His glory. See, when you trust the character and the nature of God, you will understand that when we surrender to his will, his plan, his purpose. It's actually for our good. He's a loving father. He's a kind father. He's got our best interests at heart. And so when he asks us to surrender, often it's a thing that is destroying us. And if we surrender that thing to the will and the plan and the purpose of God, and we obey God and follow God, the thing that he's going to give us is going to be exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we could ever ask, hope or think. I love what you said though. Um, I think that there's, um, in our generation, I think we don't talk no. about eternity or exactly. heaven or exactly. anything like that. It is YOLO. Or Jesus is, coming back. Or Jesus yeah. coming yeah. back. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. none of that. Yeah, it is true. just it's a great about point. here and it's now. And, you know, Proverbs said, without vision, you cast off restraint. Another version says that you stumble all over yourself. So there is no submission because I don't have a vision of what that produces. Mm. What does it produce this life being submitted to God. I don't see examples of what that produces, you know? And so because I don't see that, then I'm going to live my life however way I want. What feels good in the moment. What feels good. I I like that verse. I'll do that. But that, no thanks. I am going to tweak that because they were wrong and I need to let them know that they're wrong. But there's no vision. 
You know, and there's all yeah. the talk about grace and grace and grace. And because of that, we just relax in that grace and forget that there are consequences to our lack of submission yeah, to God yeah. and his yeah. principles. And that's the side that we want to ignore. Right. Well, and you brought up pain and that's how, I mean, that's how we grow. Like the testing, the hardship, the, the heartache, that's because we press in more to the Lord. And I was just thinking when you brought up Gethsemane, Jesus said, nevertheless, and before that he said, Lord, take this cup away from me. Like he was... He yes. was weeping to the point of his sweat becoming blood. Like yeah. he was in agony and he didn't yeah. want to do it. And I think that that's where when we go through the pain that we go through, knowing that God can handle that honesty. Yes. Because I think yeah, I sometimes that. we feel like maybe we have to like purify our prayers or like God can only handle like when when things are hard, God can only handle like the, the purified prayer. But it's like, no, he can actually handle our honesty. That's really good. And Jesus laid that example out for us. Like, God, I don't actually want to do this. Yes. Can we like figure out another option? I don't want to but take this cup away from me, nevertheless. And I think it's that tension of like when you go through the most painful thing that you go through. Yeah. And yet nevertheless. Nevertheless, Lord, what what you will, not what I will. And I think it's, and that's really this Christian life is that is the tension because it's always, it is the flesh and the spirit and yeah. the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh. And literally in that same passage, okay. he's telling his disciples who are falling asleep on him, yeah. he asked them to pray and he's like, okay, you guys wake up. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Like that we're always going to have that yeah. tension, yeah. but it's continuing daily moment by moment. Yeah. yeah. And I think I about surrender. Peter in the middle of all that, when he's going, this is in injustice. Like, yes, right? Yeah. Peter sees it and he's in, it's injustice yeah. in his face. And he grabs his sword and goes, I'll fight for you, God. Like yeah. he basically cuts, cuts the guy's ear off in the garden. Yeah. And Jesus looks at him. And did Peter have a right to be mad about injustice? Heck yeah. Sure. It was injustice to watch Judas walk into the garden and kiss yes. Jesus yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Like the, the nerve. And yet Peter grabs the sword, cuts the guy's ear off, which before when I was a, a, a girl, I lived in a very female home. Like I had an Italian dad who's almost a girl and like mom, a mom and twin sister. I didn't understand this until I had boys that Peter wasn't actually trying to hurt him. He was warning him. Like he was cutting his ear off, like game on. Huh. Jesus grabs the ear and looks at Peter, the believer, the zealot, the one that wants to do what God for him and says, we are not going to win this war by anger. We're not going to win this war, this war of injustice by fighting. Yeah. I'm going, we're going to fight a different way. And I think part of the lack of submission in our culture right now is we see injustice and we go to battle and then we want him to bless it. Yeah. And our, I think part of us being women and, and really uh, there are people that are watching today that need to hear this, that yes, it is unjust. There are things on the earth right now that are wrong and God hates it. He is mad about it too. And right. the honesty, you know, I don't want to go through this season. I don't want, I don't want to, my kids to be in COVID. I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to, I don't want to live in this world, but I will. But it's that concept of, but Lord, what's the game plan? Mm -hmm. And I think submission is not going to battle and asking God to fight the battle. It's actually stopping in the midst of injustice and, and really wrong things and saying, 
What's the game plan? And I think that's the difference between someone who's a professed faith, person of faith and a person who's being led by the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Because if we go, that's wrong, and we're just, we just know scripturally that's wrong or biblically that's wrong, and we go to battle, we miss the moment of, but is this how you want to win? And I think that's the critical part of submission. I'm a fighter person. You know, when they say that there's like fight or flight or freeze, I fight. And so that's kind of, which is not always a good thing. Um, so I'm that person. But there are times when I have to actually trust that God is going to fight this battle for me. And my desire to fight a certain battle is my own desire to seek vengeance. And I think that that will not produce good or what we ultimately want it to produce. And so there are times for me, yielding to God means just, hmm, hmm, <laughs> uh, which is may not be hard for you, but it's very hard for me. And um, just like, hmm, hmm, well, he actually fights on my behalf. But trusting and, and yielding to him, oftentimes for me, it's just letting him do that. Flesh can get in the way there because often what we're going for is we want vengeance and we want vindication, mm -hmm. not just justice. And vengeance is yeah, mine, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. And vindication comes yeah, from God. And so submission means that I'm um, doing it God's way. I'm waiting for God to vindicate yes. when I think I, I think I could vindicate I myself pretty. I, I think I, that's, that's the bottom line. Yes. And it's like um, I want, you know, when it comes to us, we want mercy, but when it comes to everyone else, we want vengeance. And so I think so it's very right important, ah. this, this moment that we, <laughs> but, but we forget that in this, in what yeah. is happening, which is, um, and yeah. there are, you know, we, we, there are things that need to be um, confronted. Of course, I mean, I, um, help to abolish slavery everywhere right. forever. I'm yeah. fighting yeah, yeah. against yeah. injustice, putting traffickers yeah, in jail, yeah. you know, re reaching the vulnerable, rescuing those that are victims and, and restoring survivors. And it's so important that we do that. But the only way I can stay in peace is if I'm submitted to, because otherwise I would lose my peace. I wouldn't sleep yeah. at night. Right. Um, if all I was yeah. going was for vengeance and vindication all the time, and I'm like, justice is mine, Lord, it's yours. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to fight, do what I yeah. can. Yeah. But then there are different, when I go to different countries, there are different laws in place. In some countries, no laws in place. There are different cultural values in some place that enable this to happen. I would lose my mind. Yeah. And so sometimes when I, I watch a lot of, even our lashing out is actually a lot of our own flesh, a lot rather yes. than pausing. No, mm -hmm. because because some yes. things that I'm watching people lash out at over here, I'm going, oh, let me take you to some other places, and you would see <laughs> so it's cool. all just uh, wow. culturally nuanced. And so it really, it's more about flesh than spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is why we've got to walk by the spirit. We've got to be led by the spirit, yeah. um, which is really what submission comes down to. I mean, ultimately to the Lord. It's yes. and we are in a world where say. Even in lots of things, when I was growing up, there were some things that, you know, were right and wrong, so much legalism, so much stuff that I oh, thank <laughs> God my kids don't have to grow up in that. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. every generation is going to have their own. You know, right. 50 years from now, there'll be a whole. But here's what's happened is say in my day, because I'm as old as the dinosaurs, like you never saw anyone in bed with anyone really. There was sort of suggestion they were about to yes, go to bed and yes. they, that was like raunchy. You know, that was like awesome. <laughs> right. So, and the world was here. It was sort of like there would be an uproar. Then 
the world keeps moving, moving to, you know, on sort of regular primetime TV. Right. Now there's full-blown yeah, sex and then yes. and then there's, you know, you can pick whatever gender you want, whatever. Yeah, like, so, so now the world, but what has happened is we, we sort of went, the world's here, so we're like, Oh, we can come here, but I'm okay because I'm not doing, yeah. I'm not really, we're not asking the Lord anymore. Yeah. Are you okay with this? This is what I was trying to explain to my girls. I go, have you asked the Lord? I mean, I know you're not doing what your friends, which my parents would say then, well, you know, what if your friends told you to jump off the bridge, right, if you right. jump, okay. That, <laughs> and so, but, but I go, now you've got God's word as a standard. Yeah. I said, so as the world keeps moving, yeah. you're not no longer setting your standard by yeah. the word. Okay. You're setting your standard by the world. You're going, wow. well, I'm not here. And I go, yes, but Jesus was actually like, pull the flesh in here, yeah, he not not over here. Yeah. And you, yet you've moved. And I go, I so there's a generation that is no longer going, okay, is my spirit aligned with yeah. God's spirit? Our litmus test is the world. And I'm like, well, the world's lost its mind. So, and I'm not, I, I, I don't even call out like a specific yeah. thing with them. I'm going, look, my parents tried to call out and then, you know, whatever happened, whether it was purity culture, or whatever, yeah. we all reacted. And, yeah. that, and I go, yeah. But no one's pausing to say, what is the Lord what pleased is, with? Yeah. What would the Lord yeah. want? I said, it's the Lord issue. And so we just keep moving and we all find ourselves where we're basically in the book of Judges where it says no one submitted to God or anyone. It's like everyone did what was right in their own right. eyes. And I said to my good daughters, I go, and how did that work for the world? I go, it's never worked well for anybody. No. Yeah. I, you know. But we God, don't know this. That's what it comes down to. Submitting to God means we're enough partnership journey with him. Um, I said earlier that he's not going to reveal to you the first time when you give your life to Christ all the things that are wrong with you. But as you continue to walk with him, he's going to continue to show you the things that may not look like Jesus. And the thing is, he's right there walking with us. Actually, <laughs> Um, a 10-month-old that is trying to walk right now, and she cannot, she thinks she can, but she starts to kind of walk a little bit. Um, and I'm, what she doesn't realize is I'm actually holding her in the back, helping her to move her little feet. And I think that's what our life, that's what our, 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 our walk with Jesus looks like. Um, as we are um, trying to look more like Jesus, we're gonna fall down, we're gonna roll, we're gonna stumble a little bit, but we're walking with Him. Like, we're walking with Him and it's a journey. He has somewhere that we're, that He's taking us. And if we fall, if we stumble, our job is not to just get settled in that shame or that disappointment. Our job is to just know that, hey, God is with me. He's helping me to walk. He's helping me to take the next steps forward. And so it, our job is to trust Him and just lean on Him. And His job is to continue Get the latest Better Together news delivered straight to your inbox. Visit bettertogether.tv to sign up now. Just even when you brought up the ear, like cutting off the ear, I just wonder if that moment wasn't one of, or if that miracle of Jesus putting the ear back on wasn't, seems like a little thing, but wasn't the most powerful miracle there was. Wow. Because it was an enemy. Wow. Right. The healing of an enemy. That was his last wow. miracle Holy before the resurrection. It was. Right. right. Yes. So yes. 
And so he's demonstrating to us that to me that was a nevertheless. Oh my in the God. face so of what he's love. about Not to face, love. right? Right. He's so, about to face it. Yeah, so so I, that was another nevertheless Gosh. moment. Not your way. Wow. But this way. And so I just feel like that that submission mm. to his way. Yeah. Right? That's that's the goal. And it comes in. Okay, let's, to be honest, it's never been hard for me to submit to God when his way and my way are the same. Right. <laughs> that's true. Right. It's good that God agrees with you. I know. That's really? Bad. Like, that's but, awesome. <laughs> but it's usually when he says, forgive that person. Forgive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pray, pray for that Pray person. for that person. Pray, bless pray, that, person. Bless bless that person. person. Yeah. That's very hard. Or, or yeah, here's, yeah. The, here's the other thing, like for me in that really bad season when, thank you for saying I wasn't so bad, but I, it wasn't. whatever. <laughs> but, um, and I think this is what I see today is that there's this undercurrent of cynicism, yeah. whether it's about church, whether it's so about true. faith in God, so whether it's about, there's this undercurrent of cynicism. Yeah. And that is just as much anti-God. Yes. Right. Because if he says we enter his kingdom like a child, not childish, but the child like the wonder, the awe, the <gasps> that. And I feel like we've, we have not that. Absolutely. We, we're, we're basically looking at church around the world. Oh my, oh, yeah. like that. Or we've I lost that. Or, or I knew it. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So there's this cynicism. Yeah. And so for me, I feel like the, the challenge for me is it's that nevertheless, not cynical, but trusting in the wonder. Yeah. Which is powerful. And Ooh, trusting so in, powerful. I think it comes to, see, I think prophetically we're all like in a Jonah moment because we don't want God to forgive Nineveh. Whatever our Nineveh is, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. whoever the person is, whatever the situation yes. is, we're like, I know if I bless them or yeah. pray for them or forgive them or trust God in it, God's, again, we want vengeance and vindication. God will be merciful and do whatever. And deep down, I mean, we wouldn't articulate it, but we don't, we don't think that should be so. I'm not going to submit to the will of God either in my own flesh because he's going to withhold something from me or, or my realization of grace is so great that who cares who right. I sleep with? Right. Or who cares? God's going to forgive me if, yeah. if he's got a problem with it. I don't even, a lot of a generation doesn't even think he's got a problem right. with most right. things. It's right. like, um, you know, and, right. and if he has, he's so loving. It really doesn't matter. And, um, or I don't want to pray for that or not tweak that or not call that person out. Mm-hmm. Um, because what if God does forgive? It's like Jonah's like, no, thanks. Like, I don't want you to forgive them. I think we don't even know the intentions of our own hearts, but we sort of, um, if we all start putting ears back on now, Hmm. the Lord might just be gracious to everyone. And deep down human nature is like, no, I don't want that. And so I'm like, it's an interesting thing that to, so to not gossip, not slander, it's a lot easier to, post what I want to post, go yeah. down the rabbit trails oh of conspiracy yes. theories, <laughs> slander people, <laughs> lie. Even though the scripture says, well, let's forget all the sex stuff. Just says, don't lie, don't cheat, don't gossip, don't slander. This is basic right. stuff. Yeah. And I th- I say to people, do you not think that the Lord's reading your social media feed? I'm not sure. <laughs> Obviously you don't because right. that would be slander yeah. in Greek, Hebrew or Aramaic. That would be <laughs> gossip in Greek. It's, this is not complicated. Right. But somehow we think, yes, but the, but it doesn't matter in this situation because uh-huh. I'm justified. I'm like, we're out of control. Yeah. We are out of control yeah. because if we're not even thinking this would displease the Lord. Yeah. This would dis- I, I, I don't. And my biggest conversation with our girls right now is 
doesn't matter to you or your generation whether you please the Lord or displease the Lord because mm. I don't think it does. Mm. And if you wow. don't care whether this displeases the Lord, you won't submit. Forget yeah. it. The rest of it then becomes yeah. Yeah. games and it smokes is. and mirrors. That's exactly right. And so ultimately what's at stake is our love relationship with Jesus yes. and the Lordship of Jesus because you will only... True submission only comes out of a heart of love. Otherwise, it's power, control, manipulation, or I'm just playing a game to submit to get what I want as if God doesn't know what my heart is. It's all transactional. And there's so much trans... Even at times, if you're not careful to guard your heart, even things that... And I I know this because I fight with A21. You can sometimes... Arrogance and pride can get in the way and you can be complicit in your own heart. The Lord, you can't trick the Lord where you're just... You're looking like you're awesome, but you're really not. Yeah. And you're just, um, you're calling out things and putting things down, but it makes you look good or feel good. And it's yeah. not really that you want the will of God to happen yeah. at the moment. And, and this, we've got to be so careful culturally right now that it's not a transactional. I'm just doing this so either God will do this for me or I'll get what I want. Yeah. It's because um, I'm still the, I'm still on the throne. There's no real submission then. It's, it's like really the- about me and what I want. It's not about, and what I'm going to get out of it, it's not about the goodness of God and who he is yeah. and his holiness. And that's why I'm doing it out of, that's true submission. It's a love. It's it's not anywhere there's this place of, okay, I'm going to do this because I know ultimately it's going to be good for me and I'm going to get what I want out of it. Mm. I wonder whether that really yeah. is yeah, submission. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so easy to allow submission to become transactional in that we say, okay, God, you know, I'll do this for you because then, you know, I'm expecting that you're going to do this for me and I'm going to get what I really want. Submission, true submission, is that we truly surrender our will, our heart, our intents, and we say, you know what, God, whatever happens, I am submitting because this is the right thing to do. I'm not doing it so that I will get something from you. I'm doing that because I love you. There's a big difference saying the heart of submission like that's such that's what it is it submission starts in the heart and even you bringing up nevertheless that nevertheless moment which that is wonderful and powerful and I just feel like that encouraged anyone watching but that started at the nevertheless moment where Jesus was just him before the father so I think so often we will go to social social media or we'll be so quick to say something before we just go to the Father with it. Totally. And the power of that. Totally. Healing your enemy came from pow- the prayer with the Father. Totally. So if we could just run to Jesus first, run to the Father first, and ask for that heart of submission, I, I feel like then we'll be able to, no matter who's in front of us, bring that he- heart of healing and love and grace to the people enemy enemies are not frenemies when i first (laughs) um got saved uh someone said god's not going to tell you everything that's wrong with you like when you first give your life to jesus (laughs) because if he were to tell you everything (laughs) that is wrong with you You'll throw your hands up and say, forget this. I'd rather be ratchet and go back to, I don't know, like debauchery and sin. And so, and, and so I'm like, what? And it was like, no, like, so this journey with God, it is, it's, it's literally a journey and, um, you are gonna be able to submit to him when he prompts you, um, through the Holy Spirit, um, because you remember the moment 
when you gave your life to Christ. It is. If you can remember that moment when he rescued you, when he saved you, then it makes anything that he calls you to, anything that he tells you to say, nevertheless, not my will, like it makes it easier because you remember what life was without him. Without him. That's right. And so I think, and it's, we submit out of love. Yeah. Like you so loved me. Mm. Totally. You so loved me. Like you so, and because you gave me this love and you demonstrated that now I can live my life like a living sacrifice. Like I can, I can do all the hard things because of that love. I don't know, maybe y'all were great, but I was a pretty great sinner. (laughs) Yes, so was I. Oh, (laughs) high five. Absolutely. Yeah, and so all the stuff that comes, it's easy to, I don't like it, but it's easy to submit just because I remember what life was without. Beautiful. And I don't want to go back there. Amen, me either. I can't go back there. Like I have to, and it just makes it easier. That love, you know, it compels me. There is a God who has thoughts and emotions toward us and that helps us understand. And so when we begin to know His thoughts and we memorize those through Scripture, we memorize them through you know, understanding theology and understanding how others hear God's voice, all of a sudden we begin to see like, oh, that desire, that thought, that plan that I have, it doesn't actually line up with what God said. So sometimes we think that God's going moment by moment, but God has a plan that's perfect and it's all set up. And so we tend to, I find myself, I tend to not, I tend to think God's confused when I don't want to do what He wants me to do. Like all of a sudden God doesn't know what He wants to do. But if I'm actually humble and I actually submit by myself, I go, you know, I could do what I want to do. And the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a little while, which means there's a moment when, yeah, I could eat that, do that, live there, go there. And it sounds kind of great. But then it says that eventually it bankrupts us. It it causes us great pain and regret. And so you have to stop living for the moment and the day and start thinking about future, start thinking about what kind of life. One of the people that used to work for me, she, she used to say this phrase. She says, oh, this is a part of my story or that's not a part of my story. And just the way she said it, I loved it because it was like, is this, do you want this a part of your story? Like this moment, this decision, this, idea. Like, is this a part of your moment or is this really a part of your whole story? And I think that's really critical. So when I don't know what I need to do, I go back to my core beliefs and values, what God said, and then it allows me to know, is this my desire or is this His desire? And here, let me say this too. Sometimes you're not going to always know. And sometimes I think God withholds you even knowing because He wants you to learn to trust that what He's put within you is okay. Like, You know, the Bible says when you were an infant, you drank milk, but now you're old enough to eat meat. So many of us are like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And we don't think he's speaking to us. You're right, he's not, because he trusts you. And sometimes you say, what do you want me to do? And he goes, well, what do you want to do? Why? Because this is a relationship. This is not a dictatorship. This is a um, a relationship of hearing him and walking with him and him trusting you and entrusting you. And so that's really important when it comes to following God, knowing that it's okay. You can't mess this up. If you want His will, you're gonna get His will. And so even if you make the wrong choice and you, oh gosh, that was the fleshly desire and it's not His will, guess what? He's the God who can take everything and turn it around because He knows that it's the motive of the heart that matters, not necessarily the exact choice that we make. 
if it's one of the things that makes it hard for a generation to um, yield is because they've seen bad examples, yeah. right? So even the thing that you just said, like we're we're doing things with not pure motives. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. we may look like we're yielded to God on the outside, but on the inside, we're like, we're, right. we're raging against right. it. Right. And so I, f I feel like my generation, I, I, f I feel like um, we, we made some mistakes. Right. And, and I've, on many platforms I've stood on, I've apologized for what I, I can own. I can only own what I know to own, right? right. And so it's, I feel like we made it about the platform. Right. We made it about the microphone. Yeah. We made it about how many people follow you on social media. We, we made it about that. Yeah. And so I have to own that. Like I was a part of that. Right. right. And so as I'm continuing on in a journey, I go, so as I submit to God now, I, I can be honest about, no, no, we're, that's not what it's about. So mm -hmm. it's actually about remembering who you were Amen. before yeah. Jesus came right yes. into your life. It's remembering that it has nothing to do with the microphone or the smoke or the nothing to do with any Absolutely. of that. Yeah. Right. It's about loving people. And if the last prayer Jesus prayed was that they would be one. Yeah. Oh, any one. Yeah. That's the last prayer he prayed as we are one. Yeah. And so we, we've messed that up. Yeah. Right. Because right. we've been stubborn in our own agendas, not right. yielding to God. It's finding our own agendas and our own and separating where we're different. Yeah. So, so we've just lived this life, not surrendered yeah. and submitted to him. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm just kind of owning my, right. my bad about that. Yeah. Do you know, don't you think that that oh, was no, kind that, of part that, of our. Absolutely. And there's that. Yes. That. And I think throughout this whole week, we are going to yeah. unpack a yeah. whole lot of um, all of this. All right. yeah. So I'm going to pray. Yeah. Uh, Lord, help us. <laughs> yes. True. <laughs> uh, Father, um, you are so good. Yes. Um, even, even when we can't see it, uh, even when we don't understand all that's going on, you are good. Yes. And God, I just ask that you would forgive me for those moments and times when I um, have not perhaps believed that or when I have not yielded in to your plan in the way I should. And I just pray, God, right now for not just us here in this room, but for everyone watching, that we would truly get this picture and revelation of what it is to submit to the love of God, yes. to really submit to the love of God, receive the healing that comes from that. And I just pray, God, that we would let go of the cynicism and the mistrust and the doubt and the bitterness uh, so that we can come to you with that childlike wonder heart uh, yielding to your plan. And we just declare, God, that your kingdom come into our lives, not our own kingdom, not our own will, but your kingdom come into our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.